0: Welcome to the Your Pretty Pennies podcast. I'm your host, Tara Jones, a personal finance coach, lifestyle designer, and mommy. The YPP podcast is a weekly show created to inspire and assist you with becoming financially stable so you can build wealth and design your desired lifestyle. Welcome to Your Pretty Pennies with Tara Jones. I'm Tara Jones, your financial coach and educator. If this this is your first time catching one of my live streams, welcome, welcome, welcome. I go live every now and then sharing financial tips and tricks to help you get out of debt and attain financial freedom. Today, we're going to be talking about the 10 actions that I took in my life and finances at the beginning of my financial journey that kept me on track to financial freedom and building wealth and um, attaining the lifestyle that I desire, and I haven't stopped yet, and it's been Seven plus years. I was actually asked a question in last week's coaching session um, from a young lady and she asked me, what happened during the beginning of your financial journey that one, prompted you to kind of change your mindset and two, help you through paying off thousands in debt and also attaining the lifestyle that you desire? It was a great question because there was a lot that happened in the beginning and i failed to kind of talk about that and so um i wanted to just shed light on that because honestly if you do not have a shift in your mindset to think that you're going to have a change in your life or finances without a change in your mind is is unrealistic so um after i had the session i wrote down all the things that I went through, all the mindset shifts that I went through and I ended up coming up with 10. And so I would like to share them with you. Number one, uh, in the beginning, I sat down and I wrote out the fact that I was unhappy. And then I identified what in my life and in my finances that I was unhappy with. And so for me, that looked like at the time this was back in 2009 i had a one month old my little baby girl who's eight now um i had a one month old at home living with my mother again i was flat broke i had an auto loan i had to repay money back to the apartment complex that i moved out of abruptly um i had student loan debt and um i was on maternity leave and so i wasn't getting the income because i went early on maternity leave then i was expecting to, and only was getting paid for 12 weeks of leave. So when my daughter was one month old, I had to start going back to work because my my family medical leave Act money, my income ran out. And so I was just very unhappy. I was stressed out, I was broke. I was um, living at my mom, so my pride was a little shot. And so it was a rough time. And so one day I sat in my room and I literally wrote out everything that I am not comfortable with, everything that I'm not okay with right now. And then what I did is that I wrote down, after I wrote down everything I'm not okay with, I then wrote down everything that I want to see in my life. I wrote out a new story that I wanted to manifest in my life. And once I did that, I started to move and operate in what I wanted versus what was currently happening. So I started focusing on the abundant lifestyle that I wanted versus focusing on the lack that I was currently experiencing. So number one is write down what I do not like about my financial situation and, num- and and a part of that, after I was done with that, I wrote out what I wanted to see in my life, what I wanted to experience in my finances, debt freedom, a car that's paid for, living in my own apartment or home, things like that. Step two, the, number, the second action, I acknowledge the fact that I did not know how to get there. So I wrote out my dream. I wrote out what I wanted. I wrote out what I wanted to achieve in my life of finances. And then I realized that the knowledge that I needed in order to take me to my goals resided outside of me. And so then therefore, that put me in the mode of researching and seeking information to help me get from point A to point B. So at that time, when I was a broke college student, my daughter was one month old. She was born in July. I had to be back to school in August, full time. Otherwise, I would have lost my scholarships. Um, Not only did I go back to school for what my degree was at that time, which was biology, I enrolled in finance classes. And also on my breaks, I used to study personal finance. I used to get online, find out who is the top personal finance gurus and listen to what they have to say. I would research and get on, you know, the internet and just research other people and their debt free stories and their lifestyle designing stories and say, okay, what can I use? Plug and, you know, take away from different pieces that I can use in my life and implement in my life to help me get to where I wanna go. And back then, in 2009, there weren't very many blogs, there weren't very many YouTube videos about this. So literally, the things that you found on the internet were like articles and like, you know, just different things like that from different or mostly personal finance books as well. So one thing that I did, because I was in school and because I had local libraries all around me, I would go to the library because I was broke, so I couldn't buy books. Go to the local library and just look in the personal finance section. Look up personal finance books. I would read one after another, and I would take the meat and leave the bone which means i will take what i needed to apply to my life to what i believed and if it aligned with what i believed and what i thought i could do i took it and i implemented it and then if it's something that was like a little bit off base or something that i didn't necessarily agree with i kind of left it there so number two i realized that what i needed was outside of me and i went searching for what i needed i went searching for the people the places the books the inspiration everything that i needed in order to put myself and create a plan to put myself on financial freedom track number three i consistently found new ways to earn more money because i realized that in order to achieve the financial goals that I was trying to achieve and the lifestyle that I was trying to achieve, I need to have more money available to me. There's no other way around it. There's no other way around it. If I wanted to upgrade my lifestyle, if I wanted to lift myself out of the story that I was in and place myself in the story that I wanted to be in, I needed more income. And so that's exactly what I did, which leads me to number four. I identified and I addressed the negative and false money mindset and money beliefs that I had and I didn't realize that I had them until I started reading some of these books and I started listening to these seminars and I started realizing like wow the way I think about money and the way other people who are wealthy and are where I want to be they treat and they look at and they um, appreciate money in a different way than I do So then I have to start adopting and replacing my negative and poor beliefs of money that I might have got from my parents. I might have got from my grandmother, from the lady next door, from myself. And I had to replace them with new ideas and new thoughts that was going to propel me to where I want to go. Because like my pastor said, you can't go anywhere with that stinking thinking or that bad thinking. You need to lift yourself out of that, uh, cancel whatever it is that you're thinking and replace it with a new and better thought. So that's exactly what I did. Number five, I became extremely intentional on how I spent money, and I stopped spending on myself and started investing in myself. Big difference, spending on myself versus investing in myself. When I started investing in myself, I started looking, looking at my money, which was at the time still limited, right? So even though I was earning more income, whatever, I still had to pay off that, I still had to save up, I still had to pay that auto loan, I still had to take care of my daughter. I still was in school full time, so I wasn't working the nine to five job that had a high income. I still had, could only work part time. I still was living with my mom. So my income was still very limited in the beginning. But instead of using my money unwisely, I started to think and say, okay, how can I use my money to reinvest in myself, to reinvest in my vision, to reinvest in my goals to where once I invest in myself, it lifts me up to where I get higher and higher and higher all the time. So literally, whenever I purchase food, whenever I purchase clothing, I would say, is this an investment or is this a purchase? So whenever I bought food, okay, is this a, a purchase out of convenience, i.e., fast food, or if this is an investment, i.e., healthy food that's going to fuel me and it's going to keep keep me energized throughout the day, going to keep me healthy, going to keep me strong, going to keep my mind sharp, to where I can go to higher levels in my life and upgrade my lifestyle. When it comes to clothing, is this piece of, piece of clothing on the clearance rack? Is it cheap? Is it torn up? Is it you know low quality? Is this a purchase that's going to satisfy where I'm at right now, or is some? Can I invest in clothing that's going to help me get my dream job? Invest in clothing that's going to make me stand out for an internship, it, or buy clothing that's going to make me look more presentable in the workplace? My whole mind shift, my whole mindset shifted when I started thinking about the money that I earned as a as a tool to reinvest in myself and to lift myself higher and to upgrade my lifestyle. Number 6, I set one financial goal at a time and I became obsessed with achieving it. Like yes, if you want to conquer and uh, achieve major financial goals, you have to eat, sleep and breathe it. Especially when it comes to debt repayment. I had $60,000 in student loans when I graduated college. Most of that I had to live I, I took out because I needed to live off of I got a lot of scholarships when I went to college. A lot of people don't know that. The half the money that I took out was because I didn't make enough to support myself and a child and move out of my mom's house. So I, I took out unwisely, I took out student loans. And so, a lot of that I had to pay back, right? And sixty thousand dollars is a big feat, especially when you're coming out of college and you got an entry-level job. You're not making a lot of money. Your income is not high. You have to pay for childcare. Have to pay for food. Have to pay for clothing. Have to pay for bills. I didn't have a lot left over for debt. And so, what I did have, I had to be. Extremely strategic and intentional about how I spent my money to really go hard on that debt and take care of it and wipe it out of my life for good. So I had to become obsessed. I wrote things down. I wrote a to do list. I wrote a to don't list. So my to don't list consisted of things that I'm not going to buy during my season of debt repayment. I wrote down my financial goals. I put it on the refrigerator. I put it on the back door. So when we leave out, I seen it. So whenever I go to work or go, you know, off to hang with my friends, I didn't spend any excess money. It was always on the forefront of my mind. I became obsessed with saving money. I became obsessed with paying off debt. I became obsessed with rebuilding my credit score and not taking out credit cards or not making late payments to where it's hindering my credit score. I became obsessed with my financial freedom and upgrading my lifestyle. The moment you become committed and passionate and connected to your dream, that's when it'll start manifesting. But you need a little bit of obsession to get there. And obsession can be a good thing at times. (laughs) Number seven, I wrote out present tense, so present tense affirmations that would empower me to achieve the financial goal I was working on. So one of them, I can remember, I can't remember all of them, but one I remember writing down was, um, I will drive a beautiful car that is completely paid for. I believe it went something like that. And so that was back in 2011. I graduated in 2012, so 2011, when I still had my auto loan, I was like, okay, I'll drive a beautiful car that's completely paid off, because I was tired of paying that student loan, or that car loan. The student loans didn't kick in yet. It was an auto loan that I was attacking, that I that I had paid, even though I was working part time and I had a low income. In college, I still paid my auto loan off, and so that's what kind of kept me going through. Was like, okay, I will love my car. I will love my car, especially when it's paid off. So that's what I was kind of like feeding myself and affirming myself. Once your car is paid off, it's gonna be beautiful to you. You ain't gonna have no monthly payments. But I was paying like two hundred and eighty-eight dollars and eighty-one cents a month. Um. You know, that was my goal, pay off this auto loan, pay off this auto loan. So I kept saying, I'll have a beautiful car that's completely paid off. I have a a beautiful car that's completely paid off. And now it's 2017, I have a beautiful car that I love, that I treat like a jag, even though it's not, um, that is completely paid off. And I have no plans on buying an auto loan or getting or taking out an auto loan ever again. Trust you me, I am not doing that again. Number eight, I began to give regularly because I started to notice that the people that I was Researching and listening to and reading books from all of the wealthy individuals who have the lifestyle that I desired, they all said they gave, they gave, they gave, they gave, they tithe, tied, they give, they charitable give, they help their neighbors next door, they pay it forward, they do all these things. And once I started to read more into that, like, hmm, what is this giving? Like, why does wealthy people give? It's more than just a tax write-off, which I kind of thought at the beginning, again, negative mindset, negative money block i used to think well wealthy people give because they want a tax write-off no the wealthy people that i was studying that i still am studying they are all men and women of god and they truly believe in the supernatural law of reciprocity and so the reason why they give is to keep that abundance in that um overflow that's over their life going so they give out of generosity they give out of love they give out of kindness they feel like they have an obligation to give back especially since they make more but that's also because they want to keep that supernatural law of reciprocity going and like my pastor jerome glenn here in grand rapids always says Giving and tithing just activate another stream of income, um, honestly, like it, it is overflow and it is abundance more than what you work for that you receive. And so once I have started to realize that and started to shift my mind around that, it literally manifested in my life. Number nine, I continue to read at least one personal finance, wealth building or investing book a month. And like I said before, whenever I read these books, I take the meat and spit out the bones, which means I take what I can use. I take what's within my belief system, I take what I can, what I think is pure and noble and I use it and I accept it and I put it in my memory bank and I put it as part of my tips, tricks and strategies on attaining of financial freedom and, you know, creating the lifestyle that I desire and it literally works, like keeping my mind sharp, keeping my mind fresh, The Richest Man in Babylon, The Millionaire Next Door, there's a book called Entrepreneur You. Um... Things like that, I always, always, always am reading. You'll always see a book in my hand, no matter what life, what part of my life is tackling. So I have Raising Kingdom Kids here, Purpose Driven Life, The Battlefield of the Mind. I'm always reading books and I'm always learning how to go outside of myself, right? We sometimes think, oh, because we're out of college, we're done learning. We are lifetime learners, we are lifetime learners and people are anointed and they are giving gifts. And thoughts and processes that we haven't been given. And if we want to tap into that, we need to pick up a book. 2017. We can listen to a podcast. We can watch their YouTube channels. Just like you're watching mine. There's some things on here that you did not know, that you did not, you know, receive from anybody else that you're gonna receive from me. And had you not clicked on this video, had you not reached out and said, Okay, I need to do something different, let me go outside myself and search the internet, search the bookstore, search Barnes and Nobles search the podcast you know, app and find some more information that's outside of your revelation that you received and the information that's been given to you, that's when your world opens up. That's when your mind opens up. So you have to continually do that every month, every day, every week, listen to something new, learn something new. And number 10, I continue to dream dream, 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 and create goals and visions and aspirations and affirmations and everything that we went over one through nine, I continue to throw at that dream that I continue to build. Again, I'm all about creating my lifestyle. I'm all about helping you create the lifestyle you desire. I'm all about you becoming financially free. And in order to do that, especially if you're starting from the bottom and going up, it takes a lot of willpower, it takes a lot of dedication, you need motivation, you need inspiration, you need wisdom, you need knowledge, that's outside of yourself, I always say that. And you need to implement, you need to strategize, and you need to put it to use, you need to do the work. So those are my 10 tips, my 10 actions that I took at the beginning of my financial journey and I hope that they bless you and I hope that you can use one or all 10 Um. Thank you so much. Share this video. Like this video. Share with your friends. Share with your family. If anybody that you know could use this video, share, share, share. The more the merrier. I'll talk to you soon in my next video. Bye-bye.